Good morning. Great to see you all here this morning. Uh, as Annie said, my name's Dave. I'm the lead pastor. If it's your first morning here at Connect, if you're a visitor, it's your very first time here, welcome. It is great to see you. It's your last time here as well, so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I do hope you'll come again at our new building, but if you don't, you at least said you can at least say you came once to the school. So um, we have a kind of a special morning planned. It's our very last Sunday, and um, Two weeks from today, we'll have our first regularly scheduled services in the new building, and then they will help kind of lead us up to September 8th, which we're going to com um, communicate to the, the community. We'll promote at large that that's going to be our grand opening. So, But the Sundays between July 28th and September 8th are kind of for us to be able to really figure out the new building, all the systems, what works best, which rooms are the, uh, the best rooms for the kids, all those kind of things. So, uh, so we will be open on Sunday. Sunday mornings we'll be having services, but we'll be kind of leading up to that big grand opening September 8th. So next Sunday, as Andy said, it'll be a great opportunity to come uh, if you currently serve and kind of check the place out, figure out, okay, well, at the school I used to stand here, so at the new place, I'll stand here. So uh, just kind of helping you with all those really uh, difficult things that we've got to figure out. But um, if you're interested in coming, Andy said, you, you're welcome to come along. Uh, we'll lock the doors once you're in, and we won't let you out until you've signed up and committed to somewhere to serve. I'm kidding. Some of you aren't going to come because you're afraid that is what's going to happen. Please come. There is no commitment next week. If you are interested in seeing the new building and finding out about new opportunities to serve in the new building, maybe you've been coming for a while now and you've been looking for a way to get connected outside of just attending on a Sunday morning, next Sunday will be a great time to come at 10 o'clock. Your kids can get checked in to connect kids. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of vision. And then you'll get to kind of listen to some of the leaders, the staff members and volunteers who lead the different areas from hospitality to kids to uh, um, coffee, to worship, to technology, and maybe you'll hear about something and think, man, I'd love to do that. That's just right up my street. I want to do something like that. So, so if you're in for that, come join us next Sunday. Uh, if not, join us the following Sunday at our new times of 9 and 10.30, and we'll keep promoting those, but our new times of 9 and 10.30. So, this morning, we're going to do something special to close out this chapter at Washington Middle School. Uh, we have some great staff members here at the church. We have a team of people who make up our management team, who are kind of the, the oversight of the church. So I've, uh, they're going to join me here on the platform. In fact, you guys who are in this, this service, you can start making your way up. We've actually got too many to all stay on the stage, so we're going to have half of them in first service, the other half in second. We're going to upload the, both the videos to um, our um, webpage, so if you want to listen to the second group's answers, you can, but we're going to have a little time of reflection. We're going to sit here together as a, uh, a little group, and we're going to answer some questions based on the last six years and just reflect on our life here at Connect over the last six years, and then when we're done, I'll come and wrap up, and then we're going to close out this morning. And our final thing we'll do together uh, will be communion. How did our wives get switched? Am I sitting in the middle or am I sitting? Oh, I'm in the middle. Okay, good. <laughs> I just assumed that's where I'm standing, so that's where I'd end up. So, cool. Well, here we are. Good morning. Hello. So, uh, I'm going to ask our uh, great team who are with me here to introduce themselves. So, and then maybe, well, yeah, while you're here. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get out of this middle school where everything will work. <laughs> there we go. Um, my name is Brad Mahoney, and I'm on the management team here. Thank you. 
My name's Ashley Mahoney, and I'm one of the children's directors. My name's Dave Jane. Oh, I guess I don't need to this, do I? Uh, no, 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 they got one here, so, and I'm one of the pastors here. Well, Casey needs one. I'm Casey, and I belong to him. So I'm Jessica, more. and he belongs to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Sorry, husband. Um, <laughs> I am Jessica's husband, <laughs> and I am the Connections pastor. I'm one of the pastors here as well. So, so for many of you here, some of you have literally been here since September of 2013 when we started. Others of you have joined since then. Uh, some of this team have been here since then, and some have joined since then. So we're going to kind of reflect on some of our memories over the last six years. So I want to start this morning uh, just kind of a little lighthearted as we look back over the last six years, maybe some fun memories of uh, life here at Connect Church over the last six years. Anyone got a, a good story or a good memory of what's happened here? Great question, Dave. This one's right up my street. <laughs> um, which leads into, I think, what Ashley was going to say, just some of the unintentional humor that we pick up on during Sunday services sometimes. Um, one memory that I think sticks out to me personally is um, every Super Bowl, we tend to have a really fun service. Um, and one in particular, we had sideline reporters, or halftime reporters, I'm sorry, a halftime show, kind of broke up service in the middle, um, I was asked to be up on stage with a few other guys, and Ashley was a sideline reporter. So she was up on screen interviewing Dave backstage, seeing how things were going during the first half of the service. So Ashley and I are obviously married. So I was on stage here, and I kept kind of joking around, like, wow, that girl's really pretty up there, and with the other guys. And then Chris, at some point after I repeated a few times, says, Brad, you are a married man. <laughs> And just makes me out to be an adulterer in front of everybody. So I feel like half the church maybe knew we were married. The other half probably didn't. And it was really uncomfortable. So. That was a good Sunday. Well, Jess and I were uh, part of the early, early days here back in 2013. Then we moved away for a season. Then we came back. And so our first Father's Day, if you guys were around recently, we had the food trucks uh, Father's Day is always a big day here. We, we just want to honor fathers, but also just have a fun time. And we always, we've always done things outside. And before this year, we did a tent out back. We'd do some cooking out and things like that. Well, my first uh, Father's Day that we were here at Connect, um, there was a time towards the end where people were kind of getting ready to leave and everything. And all of a sudden, I look over, and I was over on this side of the back parking lot. And over on this side, I see a group of teenagers whipping fresh fruit up against this side of the building. <laughs> and I'm kind of thinking, you know what? We probably shouldn't just be whipping fresh fruit up against the side of the building. That probably doesn't seem like a real, you know, good uh, tenant kind of thing to do. Um, and so I just went over there and I was like, guys, guys, let's knock it off. And then when I got over there, I realized it wasn't teenagers, but it was actually being led by an adult, not just an, well, I'm not gonna, I don't want to embarrass him, so I'm not gonna say his name, I'm not gonna out him, but just for the sake of anonymity, let's call him uh, C. Kellenberger, okay? And so this C. Kellenberger was taking oranges and just seeing how much he could get them to explode against the side of the building. And I just remember thinking, man, this is some church, you know. <laughs> we, I'm glad we're here. So that was a fun thought for us. 
and I believe that we'll call him Chris K. Um, I think he, uh, <laughs> to keep the anonymity going, yeah, <laughs> he is a leader in our youth ministry, so he's perfectly placed, and the kids love him, and now we know why. So. I, I think it's going to turn into a roast of Chris, because <laughs> along that same memory is he had a big bucket of ice that he was going to throw on oh, you. Yes. I don't know if you remember this, I do remember same Father's this. Day. Yeah. And as Dave was walking by, he actually missed, and he hit Faith, our two-year-old at the time. <laughs> and when Faith turned around, she just only saw Dave, yeah. and so he blamed it on Dave. So there was like a solid year where she was kind of afraid of him, and all she, all she would say is, remember Pastor Dave throw the ice? <laughs> and that's all she would say. So thank you, Chris. <laughs> and you guys attended another church for that year, didn't correct, you? And then correct. That's good. Yeah, it's nice to have you back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a moment to roast Dave for a sec. Um, This probably isn't a fun, one of my funnest memories, but it happens every Sunday, and it's it's almost (laughs) always after church, we talk about, oh, how was the morning? And most of the time, the question is, did you say anything you shouldn't? Because he, half the time, can't remember people's names and says wrong names, calls people by the wrong names. He says crazy things in a sermon, and I'm like, so then we have to go home, decide. I'm English. It makes sense in English. <laughs> it's nice that we can blame it on that. Yeah. But we have to go home and decide which service we're going to put online, because we don't know which one was more appropriate. So, <laughs> that's mine. And I, just to add to that, this is actually going to be one of my fun things, because I was trying to think back with us being at the middle school, but sadly, I don't think this is going to change, even no. the new building. Why? This will still be, but I do remember I was stood right back there, and uh, this was, we were only about a, less than a year old, and I saw, I was getting to know everyone, and uh, there was a lady here, and I said, oh, I said, your volunteer badge is ready. I saw it. it's out in the, uh, the lobby there, and she said, really? I said, yeah, did you sign up to help with hospitality? I saw a badge out there with your name on. She goes, I don't think so. I said, are you sure? She goes, I think you're thinking of the lady who's now married to my ex-husband. <laughs> and I was. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. So <laughs> she goes to the same church that Faith goes to now as well. <laughs> and I'd love to say that's synonymous with us being in the middle school, but that's going to carry on in the new building as well. So... Looking forward to meeting you all and saying something really special to you. <laughs> all right, did we get everyone? Any other stories that, before we? All right, so I, I want to start off kind of a little lighthearted as we looked back over the last six years, but the truth is um, I've been having a bit of uh, fun this morning because like everything I do, I'll, I'll shake someone's hand. That's the last time I'm going to shake your hand in this building. And because uh, it is, it's kind of an emotional, it's a sad morning. And um, because as I look back over these last almost six years, I can literally think of all the things that God has done, all the lives that have been impacted and changed. I can point to spots around this building and tell you a story about something that took place in this chair or in this spot. So maybe you guys could have a think about this for a second and just something over the last six years that you'll be like, wow, I'll never forget that moment or what took place in uh, the middle school at that time. So I can start with that one. Awesome. Um, so for me, Andy was helping me jog my memory because there's so many fun ones. And the, the funniest one, really quick, though, is that you put me up here. Give me a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's just hilarious. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, the most significant memory for me is we had just moved back a couple years ago. And at our previous church, um, Ruby, our youngest, really wanted to get baptized. And she really had, like, 
just a real strong sense of like understanding what that's all about. And she really, um, her siblings, two of her older siblings got baptized at our other church <clears throat> that we were at before we came here. And she wasn't able to because of like they had an age cut off or whatever. And she was just devastated. And so I just remember like talking to her and telling her, you know, I don't even remember what I said, but we, we got through that and um, we ended up coming here. And that was like one of the first things she was able to do is get baptized. So seeing her, I don't know, I just was actually looking at the picture yesterday that was a picture of her up on the screen with a big smile on her face. And um, so anyway, that was right here and yeah. that will always be at the middle school yeah. and a yeah. very you know, special moment for all of us, our whole Love family. It. So. Love it, yeah. I guess we can kind of echo that with our oldest as well. Um, we came, when we first started, we come to the previous services because we kind of knew you guys. And uh, when we uh, came here, it was really good for our oldest because she had, had some anxiety with like bigger groups of people and she was only five at the time. So coming and being welcomed in by a smaller group and a group leader at the time was Bailey and Lauren. And... Um, Lauren has been with her this entire time. So now it's just really cool because she walked in as a little kindergartner and has been in this group and Lauren has helped her grow and we watched her um, get baptized as well. Actually, we baptized her together and Lauren was right there up front watching that. It was just a part of that, you know, as she grew. And so now after finishing fifth grade, she's going to go on to lead a group herself now at the new building and our youngest is now going to go in as a little kindergartner mm -hmm. so it's just special to think about that whole process first took place here yeah i love it so you know how every once in a while you have that family member that family friend who you only see them every few years and every time they see your kids you know they they say oh my goodness how much you've grown you know because they're only seeing them every year or every couple of years and so they're seeing dramatic growth and you as a parent you're just kind of like oh yeah i guess he has grown since a lot you know that kind of thing well so during our four and a half years or so where or whatever it was i don't know how long it was but um four years or so that jess and i and our family had moved away we would come back, because we still have family here in Washington, and we would come back, and we would do Christmases here, and Thanksgivings occasionally, and whatever we could get back for, and um, we would always come to Connect, because that was our, our church when we were in town, you know, and so we would come, and, and Jess and I would walk in, and I think he, I was actually able to be here for the, the launch Sunday in 2013. I was in town for something, a uh, friend's wedding I was here for, and so... Um, and so I was able to be here for that first day, and I think we had about 200 people total on that day. But then every time we would come back after, just seeing new groups of people and new families and new faces. And of course, we had lived here for several years before that, so we knew a lot of you by face. You know, some of you I probably coached, you know, t-ball with, you know, or against or whatever. And then seeing when I would come back, you know, uh, for Christmas of like, say, 2014, 2015, whatever it was, and I'd be in the service, I'd be like, oh my goodness. I, and for me, uh, being that outsider guy who had a little bit of insider perspective, it was so encouraging. And it was so, I, I just seeing how this church had become an instrument to reach so many people in this community just really made me happy. And, you know, I would wake up on Sunday mornings when I lived in Florida and I'd pray for Connect Church, you know, because I just, I knew that God was using you guys here and a lot of people's lives were being changed. So, so for me, uh, spiritually, and it all happened right here in this room, you know, right here in these rooms. So, um, 
that's been a good uh, memory for me over the past six years now. So. Um, for me, um, we've explained before that we uh, had this vision to launch Connect to have a church that our friends could go to. We had a lot of friends in the community, and um, at our other church, it was really hard to get them to go over across the river to go to um, a church in Peoria. So we had this vision to launch this church that people would come to. And for me, it, it still blows my mind to see um, people walk through the doors that um, may not have a relationship with God or haven't for a few years or whatever and be able to find that here and just to see like, whoa, it's actually happening. What, we, what the vision God gave us um, actually is, is happening. And we had, we, when we were on our launch team, we, had, we made a list of people um, that we would pray for and hope that they would, would come someday and get to know God. And um, the most amazing thing, and it's a, it's a story that will always stick with me, but is one of, our, um, one of the people on our list actually joined the launch team. And I was like, whoa, this is, can, this, can this happen? Can <laughs> this person help us launch? And sure enough, it was the most amazing experience. I can even remember sitting in our launch meeting and her, her giving us ideas of um, what a church like, what a church should look like that she would come to. It was just so amazing. And then one of the most special times is when she actually got baptized and she had asked me to baptize her. And, um, and that's just one story. There's so many of those that um, it's just so neat to see happen. And one of the most special parts about that story is now all her kids are involved and serving and um, engage at Connect, and every, there's probably not a Sunday that goes by that I don't think, that I don't look at her family and think, whoa, um, it's pretty surreal what God is doing in their life, so. Yeah, and um, so I'm going to tell a baptism story as well, and I realized as I was hearing all these stories, I'm like, this is a lot of baptism stories, but the reality is, it's why we do what we do. I mean, for us here at Connect, baptism is an outwards demonstration of an inward decision to follow Jesus, to, for somebody to give their life to Jesus. So uh, I don't apologize at all that you're hearing a lot of stories of baptism because that's why we do what we do. It's the, uh, the result of people making that decision. So whether it's friends or family members for us, that's the, that's the win. You know, we're seeing people go in public with their faith. So um, for me, like Jess, I think uh, um, as a dad, I will always remember that this is the, the venue that my three children all chose to get baptized. Ben and Will uh, made the decision to get baptized in our very first baptism service, and that was just incredible to see that they, and that they knew why they were doing this. This wasn't just caught up in it. You know, this was something that they wanted to do. They were ready. And, uh, and even Emma, and something cool, last night we were at dinner. It was just me, Kate, and Emma having dinner together, and we were talking about this, and I was telling that I was going to share the story about them getting baptized. And she said, Dad, I can remember... Um, not just being baptized, she says, I can remember being out in Connect Kids and Miss Alicia, who was our children's pastor when we first started Connect and really was very uh, instrumental in building the foundation of Connect Kids today. Uh, she said, I can remember being in Connect Kids and Miss Alicia saying, yeah, we're gonna pause for a moment and say a prayer and if any of you kids would like to ask Jesus into your heart, if you'd like to have a relationship with Jesus, you can do that right now. She said, Dad, I remember her saying that and I remember thinking, I wanna do that. She goes, I could take you to the cafeteria and show you exactly where I was sitting when I said that prayer. 
And that's fantastic. And my hope and prayer in the new building is that, you know, many of you will have kids who will be able to tell the same story. Mom, Dad, I remember being in church this day when this happened. Um, so I, 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 that wasn't my story. That was because <laughs> we got into the baptisms. To be honest with you, my most... There are so many memories of what God has done in this place, but I think I will always remember um, November 13th. I guess I won't always remember it. 17th, yeah. I'll always remember that day. Yes. November 17, 20, yes, that day, four days before the tornado. It just sticks out in my mind. November 17, I was here speaking, and uh, it was a smaller crowd that morning, but I remember the disruption as cell phones were all going off and something was happening, and then someone came to the stage in the middle of my sermon and said, uh, hey, there's a tornado warning, and we were two months old as a church, so we hadn't really done many tornado drills at that time, um, so we talked to the caretaker, we asked what the school, you know, where, where's the safe place, and he said, these locker rooms over here are where uh, we would send the kids if this happens during the school week, so so there's two locker rooms, one here and one here, and the congregation basically split between the two, and in they went. And living in Washington, Illinois, you know, you're pretty familiar with having to go to your basement. So, but more and more alerts were coming in and more phone calls, text messages. This is like real. And I can remember me and some of the leaders, we'd go out to the back door, and then we'd come back, and we'd go out there and come back. And I remember one time going out there, and I think Shane was out there, my brother-in-law, the caretaker, a few people, and several of them had phones up. And I was like, that's weird. What are they videoing? And as we came out, you could literally see the tornado, and it was coming this way. And I remember going back into the locker rooms, and both of them, and saying, hey, guys, let's just really... Uh, be praying here. You know, there is a visible one there. I don't think I announced it. I told a few people just to kind of be, and uh, I can remember walking in, and some of our worship team were, Justin had a guitar in there. They were singing Amazing Grace, and it was just this incredible moment where you could tell that people were just trusting God, and there was a sense of fear, and there was a sense of anxiety with what was going on, but there was also an incredible sense of peace and leaning into God, and we were incredible blessed that day. As you know, it kind of went right between the church up the street and us, and uh, we certainly felt and heard it as it went by, um, and it was a very, but just in that moment, and there are people who still attend Connect today because God did something in their lives that morning in that middle school, so uh, it was kind of a, it'll always be a, a, a landmark on the history of Connect Church, I think, so... All right, so let's uh, lighten up a little bit now. I want to look back because we're heading into a new building next week. It's, it's a permanent location. I mean, we're going to get to go on Sunday mornings. There's a button you press to turn on the lights, and setup's done. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit more complex than that. There's two or three buttons. But... Um, it's a big transition from what we've had to be doing over these last six years of Set Up and Tear Down. But I actually had a friend who's uh, launching a church, and he came and visited this morning just to kind of look at because they're going to be meeting in the school as well. And uh, they were looking at some ideas on Set Up. And I shared with him, I said, you know, there's actually some really good memories of our Set Up and Tear Down, our portability over the last five or six years. So what's it been like for you guys meeting in a school, in a portable church? Has it been good, bad, some stories regarding that? It's, it's funny how God can t use, you know, inconveniences like having to set up. And just before I go any further, if you're here this morning and you've ever served in that capacity, setting up or tearing down in any capacity, would you just raise your hand so we can acknowledge you real quick? Uh, Woo! Yeah, look at that. A lot yeah. of people, 
have made it happen. So thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, the interesting thing is when you see how much gets done and then you look at, you know, you look around and you're like, wow, that took a lot of work. We have a lot of men and women who come in and teenagers who, who make that happen. So, uh, you know, you guys have heard some of these stories before, but every winter we have a case because we, we have a, a trailer that we have all the carts on and all this stuff, except for the chairs, most of the stuff that we use goes onto this trailer and whatever. Well, there, there were a couple, I don't know, maybe it was this past winter where, you know, the battery died just about every week and we had to figure out what are we going to do? You know, we got to jumpstart this thing because it was so cold out there, and it was just sitting dormant. But then we'd pull it up uh, to the school, get it close, and, of course, the, um, uh, the, the locks the, would be frozen solid. So there's no way you could. And so, like, I'm looking at Nick. He's helped me with this a few times. Uh, we'd go over. We'd have to get really, really hot water and pour the hot water on the locks to pop them free, and then we could get them. So, but then now we have a sheet of ice on the ground underneath us, and so we've got a, one problem leads to another. Um, so there was always little things like that that would come up. But one of the cool things that came from the portability thing is that, in my view, it, it got a lot of people engaged to the point where, you know, people were coming in. And, and one of my favorite things was getting to know the guys and the ladies that I was working alongside and just having conversations and asking them about their week. And that was certainly something that, that it was a side benefit of, a, of an inconvenience, you know, people having to get up at 7 a.m. or whatever, or get here at 7 a.m. for setup um, every other week or whatever they were doing. So, but the, you know, the benefit of it was I got to know some pretty good, some of my really good friends here at the church were people I did that with. And um, so, I don't know, we're going to have to figure out another way to, to keep that going in the yeah. new building because yeah. we're not going to have that same camaraderie but that was that was something i really enjoyed about it you can tell you a story about the coffee well <laughs> it's a good story so i have a story that i will hope never happens again during um tear down i usually during second service i usually go help with coffee and um tearing down the coffee and washing all the the dishes. And this one morning, I think I, they needed help in the nursery, so I went in there first before I got the coffee pot started. So then right, someone came to relieve me in the nursery, and then I ran to the kitchen to start that because I was behind by, by then. And Andy had already been there. Andy probably doesn't know this story. Andy had already been there, and he had started the cleanup. So that was awesome because then I just had to finish up. So he pointed over. We have this big rack that we put um, all the stuff on when we're done and then we roll it away. Um, so he pointed over to the rack and just said, okay, all of this stuff's clean. It's just this stuff that needs to be done. I'm like, okay, got it. So I wash all the rest of the dishes that need to be done, get them all on the cart. And then there was, we have these you know, huge coffee dispensers that are out there on the table. So those were down in front and I just yanked those with all my might because they're hard to, they're, they're big and coffee. I'm short and they're hard to get up. You gotta swing them up onto the cart and shove them on there. So I just swing it up with all my might and <laughs> dump the whole full thing of coffee all over myself, all over the clean dishes, everything. And because I, th I thought he meant everything was clean over there, but not, not, those, uh, not those dispensers. But the bad thing is I did it again. There was two there. So, you'd think I would learn, but uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing coffee cleanup anymore. The good news is in the new place we have a lovely coffee bar with no lifting necessary. So. Go ahead, Brian. No, no, no. You got nothing. <laughs> um, hmm. I got one if you don't. Go so. ahead. All right. So, um, despite the coffee incidents, 
Um, I've actually enjoyed a large part of the Sit Up and Say Down because what I feel is my highlight is it's created opportunities for some people to serve who wouldn't normally get to serve in an established church. So there are some folks who come and they're on our Sit Up team or our Tear Down team, and because of their skill set, they just fit right in there and they do a fantastic job. And uh, we're going to have to, like Annie kind of joked, create opportunities in the new building just so those folks can still stay involved. Um, but I love the ingenuity that it creates. When you're portable and you've got to come up with systems, so um, very early on, all the pipe and drape that you see up here, um, we didn't store it in the school like we do now, so we had to load it on the trailer. So we needed to come up with a system of how to store this. So at that time, a young man by the name of Blake Martin was a part of our uh, setup team, and he's in construction. He's very handy. He can build anything. He's brilliant. So he says, I'm going to build a case for all the pipe and drapes. We're like, that would be awesome. And uh, he built what very soon became known amongst the setup team as the beast, because this thing was the biggest biggest, heaviest thing you've ever seen. And it was fantastic. Everything fit in it perfectly, but then you needed nine people to roll this, <laughs> this truck up onto the trailer and get it up again afterwards. So soon after that, we, uh, we were able to build something a little more um, streamlined that we were able to keep at the skull. And I remember the day that all of us arrived with hammers to destroy the beast. It was a great day to take that thing apart and know that. But um, Jeff Jacobs is another guy who's created a bunch of things with the uh, the portable side of things to make it all work. And it's just, I, I, I thank God that we had this great relationship with the middle school and that um, we've been able to partner with them and do some great things. And we've been able to run Streamlined as a church in this portable space. And despite the frozen padlocks and the coffee containers, it's been a great experience to be able to still achieve what God wants to do in this environment. So we're excited and uh, but we are looking forward to moving into the new building. So let's wrap this segment up by just sharing a thought or two about what you're looking forward to most about the new building. Um, I'm looking forward to people volunteering to clean up coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I, people volunteering and kids. Yes. <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward. I just, I'm really excited about um, having a space in, in the city where people can really make connections. Like, that's a big part of the vision behind the new building, is that it won't sit vacant six days a week. It'll be a p place where people will connect and meet and gather throughout the week for different reasons. And we're really excited about that. I'm excited to see people meeting people in that building. So, yeah. I look forward to just having kind of get-togethers like we did Father's Day or, you know, I don't know, what do you call it? potlucks or ice cream yeah. socials. I think yeah. having our own place to just kind of have fun family nights and things in our new space. Yeah. Anyone else? Um, I know it's silly, but honestly, good neighbor days. Like, oh, yeah. Or whatever. Like, to yeah. Me, that, I was hoping that this year maybe we would be in there by then. And I just feel like just that presence in the community. I mean, I feel like it's felt, even though we don't have our own building, just because of all of you. And, but, um, but having that presence in the community mm -hmm. where we can really, I don't know, we'll be able to do so much more yeah. and be more involved. And just to tag on to what Jessica said there, because that was incredibly insightful what she just said if you didn't catch it. So there, 
there would be a danger for a church to think, well, once we get that building, then we can have that presence in the community that we've always wanted. And this, is a, and this location is the perfect location to be that church. But you have been fantastic up till now, whether you've walked with us in the um, homecoming parade or whether you've been a part of any of the outreaches we've done to help collect books or do things to help local schools. I feel like our culture here at Connect has been to be a presence in the community. So this amazing building that God has provided, not on the outskirts of town, but right in the heart of the community, it used to be Walmart, and Walmart don't build buildings in hard-to-reach places. I mean, they put them in a very central spot, and now this is going to be our church home. So that same vision we've had up till now to, to be a group of people facing outwards, impacting that community, will continue in a perfect location to do that. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah, I think I'm excited too about just it being so visible, kind of to echo what you guys said, right in the middle of town, so many people drive by, so many people that don't know Jesus, don't have, just don't go to church or don't, don't know God. So I'm excited about that opportunity. I mean, we're all going to walk out today, those doors for the last time, but we all walked in here for the first time at one point. So hopefully as a result of this, this building, it is just a building, but we all walked through here the first time, and hopefully you've all either come to know Jesus here or come to grow closer to him here, and I'm excited for those kind of stories at that new building. Brilliant. Would you give my friends here a round of applause? They did a good job here sharing their stories. I want to just wrap up here with one last thought because uh, you know me. I don't want to miss a chance to speak just a little bit longer. So uh, we're actually going to take... Uh, communion here shortly. I felt like the very last time we meet together in Washington Middle School, what better way to thank Jesus for all he's done over the last five or six years here at the middle school than by thanking him for what he did 2,000 years ago in giving his life for us. But 2,135 days ago, we met in this school and had our launch service. Five years, 10 months, and one week ago was the very first September 8th, 2013 service. That means those chairs that you're sat on right now have been set up and stacked up 305 times in the last almost six years. Actually, maybe 295, so we had some snow days in there. But uh, a lot of times, a lot of times that stuff's been set out, and a lot of times it's all been put back together. These mats have been rolled up almost 300 times. And today, we will pack it up and put it in the trailer for the very last time. In fact, I've got an amazing opportunity to share with you right now. So today, at about 5 after 12, that's when our second service will finish. That's where we'll be tearing down for the last time. If you'd like to come back, especially if you've never done it before, you'd be welcome to come and help. And then in years to come, when we're in the new building and we talk about those great people who used to help with set up and tear down, you can turn to your friend and say, yeah, that was me. I was one of those people. So uh, join us. It's a great day to sign up for the teardown team because I guarantee you, you can say I was 100% involved. I went every time after I signed up. So uh, seriously, come join us at 12 o'clock. We'll be having a party as we load it all back up. But here's the thing. As of next week, things will never be the same again. I don't know if you've realized that, but things will never be the same again. And you'll say, well, Dave, it's just a new location. That's very true, but this new location is going to bring new opportunities and new uh, things will be different. There'll be different areas to serve, and there'll be some areas that uh, you can't serve, that we have served while we're here. So all I know for sure is that things will never be the same again. 
I love the fact that those who have been involved uh, in the portable side of things now will get to redirect that energy to other areas, but it's going to look different. In many ways, things will never be the same again. As of next week, we will really officially no longer be a church plant. As of next week, we will be an established church here in the community. Now, I want to keep the DNA that we've had for six years now as a church plant that is uh, committed to reaching people that don't yet know Jesus. But the truth is, as church plants go, we will be an established church. We will be a church that has roots here in the building and a home of its own. And for some of us, um, that can be a bit of a challenge. But new seasons are okay. In fact, there was a very wise man by the name of Solomon, and uh, he talked about this in a book called Ecclesiastes, that there are seasons for everything. There's a time to be born and a time to die. There's a time to laugh and there's a time to cry. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 2, he said this, there's a time to plant, which is what we did six years ago, and there's a time to uproot, which is what we're about to do. We're about to uproot and move to our next location. So for many of us, church in the middle school will never be the same again. And there's a danger sometimes of looking back and thinking, well, I used to like it when it was like this. I I miss the days when when I I, I knew everyone, or I miss the days where we used to gather, and and this is different, and this is new, and, and, and there will be some new things at the new building that will bring about some change. And there's nothing wrong with celebrating the past, because after all, that's what got us to where we are today, but we can't stay there. And my challenge to you as we close out here this morning, our time at Washington Middle School, is I want us to reflect on the past, but I want us to get excited about the future. I want us to reflect on and celebrate the past, but I want us to get excited about the future. Because things will be different. Our service times are going to change. There'll be, um, we're actually looking at changing up things with the donuts. We may move to just donut holes instead of, I know, I know, I'm sorry. Some of you, that could have been the deal breaker. That could have been what sends you. That's it. We're out of here. But there are some things that were great at the beginning that helped get us started that we've had to look at and say, you know, do we want to keep... Doing this, you know, as we grow and continue to grow, maybe there's a different way to communicate the same message and the same atmosphere, but in a different way. So things will start to change. And for us, I think we've got to make that choice as we step into this new chapter of Connect's history and Connect's journey. We've got to make that choice that I'm going to celebrate what's happened up till now, but also I'm going to expect things to be different and I'm going to be okay with that. I'm excited about what the future brings. I'm going to look for these new things and celebrate them as opposed to uh, miss the old things. Because as followers of Jesus, we get to do that with the very story of Jesus himself. That's what we're about to do as we take communion. You see, 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to earth. He died on a cross. He rose again. And he did that for us. If you're here this morning and you're a follower of Jesus, that means that you understand what he did. And you said, I know that he did that for me. And because he did that for me, I've made the decision to follow him. And I will never forget what he did for me. But there's going to come a day where Jesus returns as the conquering king. There's coming a day where where he is going to restore creation to the way it was meant to be. No more sickness, no more pain, no more suffering, no more death, 
no more abuse, no more divorce, no more all the, the brokenness that we experience in this world as a result of sin, that'll come to an end. That's the future we've got to look forward to. And right now we find ourselves kind of living between the victory that Jesus won 2,000 years ago and the victory that he will finally wrap up in the future. And we could keep looking back or we could say we want to be on mission with Jesus to make sure that as many people as possible get to discover him and share in that victory. And that's what we're going to do as a church. We're going to share that message with as many people as possible. This new building will give us more opportunities. In fact, we're even um, going to be calling it the Connect Center. Connect Church will meet there on Sunday, but the idea behind the Connect Center is that all week long, this is a place where people can come, whether it's meeting in small groups or a community event or whatever it might be during the week, but some way that might draw them closer to making that decision that many of us have made to connect our community to Christ. So I hope and pray that with me, you'll look back with such fondness and memories for our times here at the middle school. But that when we get into the new building and things change and things look different and we have to adjust to some new ways of doing things that will be excited at what the future will bring. Let's ask the folks if they would come right now. We're going to uh, start to pass out the communion. If it is your first time here and you've never taken communion with us before, uh, as the tray goes by, if you feel comfortable joining us in communion, I'm going to invite you just to take one of the pieces of bread and the cup and just hold on to it. We're going to take communion together this morning, one last time in the middle school. And in taking communion this morning, we're reflecting back on what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. But we're also kind of looking forward to what his death on the cross represented, freedom, victory, the return one day of the conquering king to take his seat on the throne. Jesus taught us this prayer, let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His kingdom is coming. That king is returning to reclaim his kingdom and all this brokenness will finally pass. We get to look forward to that. I'm going to ask the band if they would start to lead us in this song and hold on to the communion elements. I'll come up in a second and we'll take communion together.